0: The Ram Dama's Kingdom by Robert P. Fitton. Episode 13, Captives in Paradise. McGee's head pounded. He opened his eyes to a blurred collage of color on a ceiling. An elaborate painting of the Ram Dama, surrounded by his holy children was spread across the top of the room. McGee quickly turned to his right, holding his aching head as he sat up. Sunlight streamed through an open window next to his bed. He got onto his feet, stepping into the sunshine, and he walked to the adjacent beds. Annie, Baker, wake up, he said, shaking Annie. Baker awoke like a grizzly bear, leaping out of the bed as he grunted and groaned. Annie was more subtle, slowly opening her eyes. Are you okay, Annie? asked McGee. God, what did he do to us, she asked, and McGee helped her sit up on the bed. Some kind of laser weapon, said Baker as he walked toward the window. What's important, said McGee, helping Annie to her feet. He didn't hesitate to use it. Annie started to collapse, but he caught her. Annie, are you sure you're all right? You better sit down there, Annie girl, said Baker as he hurried over from the window. No, I'm all right. She said stoically, I'll be all right. Come over to the window, get some fresh air, said McGee. He and Baker brought her over and she leaned on the brown stucco walls. Look at this damn place, said Baker, pointing outward. Outside was a small balcony surrounding the palace at a lower level. A small retaining wall overlooked a granite stone courtyard, spaced with sculptured trees and rows of colorful flowers. Beyond, at its outer barrier, were tall green hedges with tiny white berries hedges marked the top of the hillside, and the long, grassy slopes tapered downward to dozens of gray-colored barracks. They could see hundreds of people working in the fields in the distance. At the edge of the fields and jagged sections the forest began, covering the valley up to the base of the cindered rim. "'Look at the snow,' said McGee, pointing to the peaks against the blue sky above the rim. "'Hard to believe we went through there. I'll say.' Said Baker as he moved through the window and touched the beige-colored granite on the outside of the palace. He looked down on the balcony. Several enforcers pointed their weapons up at him. Whoops! Oh, he said, jumping back inside. What's the matter, Bake? Ah, more enforcers. You ought to see the outside of that building. The whole side is polished granite, man. Doesn't surprise me," said McGee as he looked across the room. Two walnut-stained doors, at least ten feet tall were just waiting to be opened he walked ahead of them and lifted the brass latch then he slowly pushed the large doors open the outer room was far more elegant a thick navy blue Persian rug covered the floor and a spreading glass chandelier complete with gold spindles and thousands of crystals cast its light onto a long ebony table the table was stocked with fresh fruit vegetables bread wine and meat all on fine white porcelain china Ah, oh, this is just too much for me joked mcgee i think i'll just stick to the backpack provisions oh good luck to you mcgee said baker as he moved by him mcgee waited to help annie inside but she shrugged him off and they entered the outlandish room there were antiques all around to their displeasure a plethora of paintings of the ram dharma and church trinkets. Most aggravating was a blue stained glass window embedded with yet another likeness of the church leader. That face, that face, said Annie, it's everywhere. Makes me nauseous, if you know what I mean. Oh, I do, answered McGee as he turned from the window. Are you too nauseous to eat, he smiled. McGee walked over to Baker. His friend was already munching on a drumstick. Sure tastes good enough, he said as he ate. McGee loaded up his plate, and he and Andy sat down in the smooth velvet chairs. They just looked around the room before they slowly dug into the food. I don't care who this guy is, said Baker, now eating some of the potatoes. He's got good food. This whole place, it's incredible, said McGee as he ate. Not just the obvious wealth. I want to know what he's doing with weapons like that blue bean. He's just a church leader, said Baker. S.I.A., no doubt, Bake said mcgee looking at the stained glass window they're in this whole thing together stealing the red metal we know all that he wants us for some reason you're right said annie he could have just killed us back in the forest no he took delight in seeing a squirm said mcgee just like he does when he watches all his holy children cower before him then it must be for information said Baker. That's why he's pumping us with all this chow. He wants to know what we know. The large gold doors across the room thrust open. Two enforcers rushed into the room with their weapons drawn. Others checked the hallway. And then the Ram Dhamma, clad in a white satin robe, walked into the room. They all stopped eating and turned toward the dark-eyed church leader.
1: Oh, please don't interrupt your meal on my account. You're my welcome guest here at Petrera Grande. I want you to enjoy all the pleasures that can be provided for you. What's the matter? asked McGee. Decided to
0: go it on foot like the rest of us? You'll address the Ramdama as your majesty, informed one of the enforcers. Oh, said McGee as he stood from the chair. Excuse me, your majesty. He started to walk around the table. The enforcers quickly halted his advance, forming a solid wall of flesh between
1: him and the Ramdama. I do not appreciate your sarcasm, Mr. McGee, stated the Ramdama. Well, we don't appreciate this. Oh, so unruly, McGee. I want to show you, Miss Sinclair and Mr. Baker, what we have accomplished here at Potero Grande. So many things are possible. Possible, eh? In your ideal world laughed mcgee hardly ideal i fully realize this place for what it is a respite for those who have served me well a higher level of existence for those who have earned their place your visionaries i see you have studied the church unlike Unlike you, Mr. McGee, they are not aware of the location of Potrero Grande. They work their way up from the fields. They are allowed to serve in the palace. Demeaning at first, I'll grant you, but essential to bring out the best of one's character. Characters to serve you, said Annie as she walked toward them. Yes, Miss Sinclair, they serve me out of their own volition. (laughs) That's a laugh, said McGee. In any event, you will kindly shed your ill-conceived attempts at humor. I will show you the palace and its grounds. And if all goes well, baths will be provided for all of you. Then you will join me for dinner.
0: Sounds like a real swell time, mumbled McGee. Even though they were defiant, the pervading authority was very intimidating. Just the Ram Dama's presence was enough to prompt them out of the room. Perhaps it was his way of speaking, or his powerful eyes. The choices were clear-cut, and they followed the enforcers into the outside corridor. The elegance continued. Like the Phoenix Temple, the floor was shiny black marble. Symbols of the church, mostly bright triangles, were scattered along the light blue walls and more portraits of the Ram Dhamma. The entourage, moving past the Ram Dhamma, listened to the music of the church as they approached the two larger gold doors. The doors opened and sunlight burst into the corridor. Potrero Grande lay before them. Impressive, isn't it? Asked the Ram Dhamma as they walked up onto the balcony. They headed for the restraining wall and looked over the ground. First question, your majesty, said McGee, forcing it out. How did you create all this? I'm sure it just didn't form by itself. Then you are impressed it, he said, raising
1: his arms into the air. All of this, all of it, is the result. To better mankind, I will have the worship of humanity. In turn, my followers will have the security and the direction they need, the formulation of self into the worldwide order. Compliant. You mean compliance? Annie called out as she, began, as the Ram
0: Dama began walking down the balcony. McGee walked with her, and Baker behind the enforcers. The beige granite facade of the temple was interlaced with magnificent white marble pillars, and above, the beginnings of a magnificent, glistening silver dome. This is unbelievable," whispered Baker. McGee nodded and walked faster. What happens to these people? Do they graduate from the fields and come up here?
1: The Ram Dhamma stopped and turned slowly. Crudely put, but essentially true. The final stage after the toil, a mere transition to the true spirit of the worldwide church. True spirit, said McGee, pretending to absorb it all.
0: The Ram Dhamma began moving again, turning left and into a marble stairwell. They moved up to the next floor, an area they were soon informed was devoted to meditation. The walls lacked any ornamentation, painted a simple light orange and were lined with numerous side rooms. Inside the visionaries, inside, the visionaries, clad in orange robes, were seated in cubicles. McGee scanned everything, the rooms, the walls, even the ceiling. If there was any sign or clue of finding the red metal, he wanted to know about it. The next floor was completely different. Although the visionaries were still clad in their robes, the atmosphere was very businesslike. The side rooms were filled with computer terminals, filing cabinets, and desks. Discussions about church policy were taking place. As the Ram Dhamma passed, however, everything came to a halt. They lowered their heads in reverence. Places run like a corporation, said McGee softly. Exactly right, mister McGee, said the Ramdamar at the end of the
1: corridor. They looked at each other, wondering how he was able to hear what McGee had said. You see, we must maintain the literature and global distribution of our ideas and products. This is the central area, and all other of our centers around the world, including the one in Phoenix, work in conjunction with our efforts here at Portero Grande. Ideas must germinate from the midst of the human spirit, from the standards established by my word.
0: McGee closed his eyes as the Ram Dama kept rambling. They walked forward to the end of the corridor near another staircase, but the Ram Dama was not moving to the next floor. What's up there? asked McGee as he looked upward. An upper level. Not your concern, Mr. McGee, he said. McGee looked to the right and into a room with more sophisticated computers and monitoring screens. Bring them out front, he ordered. The forces moved in and physically moved the three of them outside into the top of the magnificent staircase. It was composed with the same light beige granite and
1: extended through the hedges to the grassy slope. I think it's about time that you and your friends tell me exactly why you were in Phoenix,
0: said the Ram Damar as he looked over the valley. I've been waiting for that. <laughs> said mcgee as he chuckled the ram stood next to fresh yellow roses on the banister he bent over and smelled the flowers
1: how fresh and alive the flowers are he smiled and turned to them such a unique and soothing sensation much like the three of you They can be allowed to flourish in the sunshine, receiving the proper amount of water and nourishment. Or, he said, violently
0: ripping off a cluster from the stems, his eyes open wide,
1: or they can be cut at the source and allowed to wither away and die. What do you care about what we know and don't know? Yelled Annie. Oh, I admire your efforts, but that is neither here nor there. If you have gained knowledge and some of that knowledge gets out, he said as he nodded to the enforcers. They stepped up to McGee, pushing
0: him to his knees and pulling back his hair. The ram Dama, evidencing a slight grin, walked over to him. I have nothing to say, yelled McGee, his mind filled with
1: images of the computer printout. Tell me, Mr. McGee, what was on that computer tape, the one that you gained access to in Phoenix? Nothing. We never reached it, lied McGee. You are a liar. He struck McGee
0: across the face, opening a gash on his cheek. Leave him alone! Annie
1: cried as she saw the blood moving down McGee's neck. Silence! You're all fools thinking you can keep things from me. I will give you one last chance. Tell me what I want to know, and you will have an easy life here, or you will be brought to the cages. Torture will be severe and prolonged. I told you, we never reached that area. McGee yelled from his knees. We had to leave in the truck. I am tired of your insolence, McGee,
0: he said as he walked over to Annie. The enforcers pushed her to her knees, also
1: holding her by the hair. Oh, is that right?
0: Asked the Ram as he took out a long, sharp blade from one of the enforcers' satchels. Turn McGee around, he ordered. Then he put the blade to Annie's face. Tell me, Mr. McGee!
1: Why, you son of a bitch, yelled Baker. I will forgive that last remark, Mr. Baker. You have five seconds, McGee, or I will begin slicing her face.
0: Annie could see the highly-reflected blade just inches from her face, the Ram Dama's image clear along the shaft. Stop,
1: stop, cried McGee. I'll tell you. Ah, I thought as much, he said, withdrawing the blade. Despite your pretentious nature, you are very
0: weak. I'd like to wipe that smile right off your face cried McGee, the gash
1: on his face stinging fiercely. Unlikely, Mr. McGee. Tell me about the program on the computer. Dalbo, 65. We read the whole thing. In code? I doubt you are clever enough to break... We broke it, yelled McGee. We broke the code. That is impossible. We came here, didn't we? We came
0: for the damned red metal, said McGee, as as the Ram Dama
1: raised his dark brows. Interesting. Your gall amazes me, but I assure you the red metal is nowhere near Petraro Grande. I bet. Who else knows about this? We came here alone. Nobody else knows. And you are merely going to walk away with three tons of the red metal. You are not only a fool, you are insane. I'm the one who's insane? You and your phony religion using all these people?
0: Silence! shouted the Ram Dass, huh? Still holding the blade, his fists clenched until the knuckles were white, he turned and brought it very close to Annie's skin. They all gasped as he laughed, and McGee (laughs) fought unsuccessfully to break the enforcer's
1: grip. I will kill you, cried McGee. Take them to their cages. You will all pay dearly for your insolence. You will worship me and learn to beg for your freedom. He spun
0: around and ascended the granite stairs. They forcefully dragged the captives across the courtyard as the Ram Dhamma disappeared inside the palace. McGee, yelling wildly, looked upward as they were brought around. The low-angled silver dome was shining brightly in the sun, and below, on the other side, there were many marble columns supporting it. His view, however, was short-lived. One of the giant slabs slid open, and down they went. The light subsided, and the air grew dank as they moved below. They must have moved fairly deep into the hill, emerging into a dark stone-lined room. Across the floor were dozens of wooden trap doors, blue light lining the cracks. The enforcers lifted three of the doors, and the bright blue light spewed into the room. They looked downward to what was essentially a tank, a tank with a small platform floating in the water. Still fighting, they were thrown into the tank, splashing into the water. They could see the enforcers laughing as they bobbed up and down to the surface. The doors were closed and they were alone. Annie, bake, can you hear me? yelled McGee as he looked upward. There was a wide screen on on the wall under the blue light tubing. I hear you, said Annie, her voice coming through a wire mesh at the top of the tank. I'm here, the key, and I'm soaking wet, complained Baker from the other side. The screens in all the cages came to life, and once again, the Ram Dama's face stared down at them. He seemed sadistically amused by their new predicament.
2: Welcome to your new home away from home,
0: he smiled.
2: You will note the water in the cage. That water can be very useful to you, but don't dare try and drink it. Even when you are dying of thirst, you see, the alkaline will kill you. And oh yes, need I forget, I've implemented the electrons all around the interior of your cage. Sometimes I may feel just a little depressed, and when I'm depressed, I long to see creatures such as yourself shudder in my presence. Better to stay on your platforms. Finally, if you try to escape to the wire, you will find yourselves in a pit of snakes. A variety of deadly and severely poisonous breeds brought in under my personal inspection. Haha you are welcome, you try and escape. Welcome, you try and escape. Be my guest.
0: Continued to laugh as the camera zoomed in on his eyes, and then the screen went blank. And all the lights went out. Join us again next week for another adventurous episode of the Ram Kingdom. Who is he who commands the masses?